everyone. Welcome to Conversations with Student Affairs. I am your host, Jen Tuff. I serve as Assistant Director for World Campus Student Affairs in the Office of Student Conduct. I'm joined today by two of my colleagues from Career Services, Lynn Atanasoff and Matt Soroka. So in order to get to know each other, um, Matt and Lynn, could you each um, give an introduction of yourself and the work that you do at the university? Happy to go first. My name is Matt Soroka. I'm one of the career counselors here at Penn State World Campus Career Services. I've worked at the university for around um, eight plus years. I've worked in different roles from college and employer relations to being an MBA career coach to being a career counselor here at World Campus. Um, in terms of my background, um, prior to Penn State, I had worked at a small liberals college in Vermont, um, working in their sports administration department. <clears throat> and prior to that, I was at the University of Minnesota. Um, throughout my course of my all of my experiences, I've had the opportunity to work with a, a robust and dynamic group of students. And you know, thinking about my work and the students' interests um, and really their career goals, you know, I see my work in terms of empowering them to achieve career success. to share the land acknowledgement for my home state of Rhode Island. We acknowledge the traditional land of Diantic and Narragansett people in past and present in honor with gratitude of the land itself and the people who have stewarded it through the generations. In Rhode Island, the Narragansett Nation is the only federal recognized tribal nation, but there are other tribal presidents as what is geographically the state boundaries such as the Nipmunk, Wampanoag, Niantic Nations. This calls us to commit to continuing to learn how to better be stewards of the land we inhabit. I'm Lynn Tanisoff. I am a career counselor here at Penn State World Campus Career Services. I have um, worked at Penn State for over a decade. I have worked at World Campus for over a decade, actually. And uh, prior prior to working here, I did work with students on campus, but I also have experience as, a, um, as an instructor at Penn State, which I currently do as well. Um, I am a Penn Stater through and through and I've worked at Penn State in various roles. I guess that's the best way, maybe the best way to capture me. Um, but most recently and related to the work that I'm doing, um, you know, working as an instructor, working as a counselor um, in a couple of different places with both the traditional age learners as well as the adult learners that, that are typical at World Campus. Wow, Lynn being through and through Penn State. So I like to do a segment called, if you could, and Lynn, I would love to ask you if you could like relive a favorite Penn State memory, what would this be? Ooh, that's a tough one. Gosh, I have to think that, you know what I have to say? One of my favorite memories is the first time I went to a football game as an undergrad. It really is sort of a remarkable experience as an undergrad um, to, to just kind of be here and not necessarily recognizing or fully appreciating all of what Penn State offers and just the, the size and the scale and the excitement that comes with 
being a freshman undergrad coming to Penn State at such a um, magnificent and large stadium. I, I have since come to learn that it's one of the largest in the world. Who knew, right? But it I is. Know. And, you know, when you're like 18 and just kind of showing up for getting season tickets, you know, it's sort of you don't realize like all of what goes into it. But but going I would go back to that time, maybe fully appreciating a little bit more of what it was that I was starting to become a part of. Mm-hmm. Oh, I so agree. So when I came into the university, I started in residence life and student activities. And one of my first events was taking students to all university day. And, you know, we have all the campuses sitting in one section and it's raining so hard and it's September. And I just think like all of the joyousness that I saw from students attending that football game and being in such a large environment where, you know, this was the we are experience for the student. Matt, do you have any um, Penn State memories that you would love to relive? I think mine would be athletics related, but it was when my alma mater came to Penn State and, um, you know, getting to see both institutions um, at, a, at a football game was good and Penn State steamrolled um, my undergraduate institution pretty easily. Uh, but, you know, it was great to see the, the band from Penn State, the band from University of Massachusetts play together. It was great to see that um, synergy that obviously had a special place for me and my family. So that would be my big one. And I think for a lot of us, athletics captures that, whether it's in wrestling or hockey, you know, women's volleyball. It's one of those things that really showcases the spotlight of the quality work that we all do across Penn, the University Park in World Campus and the larger Penn State system. That's awesome. I would have given anything, I think, to see my alma mater, my alma mater um, compete against uh, Penn State. But I went to a Division three school versus a large Division one. Um, so for our next segment here, um, I like to call it our student affairs snapshot. And, you know, since I have you both here from career services, you know, I, I think back and reflect upon my own student experiences. So I attended a small liberal arts college in New Hampshire as Division three. I was a student athlete and, you know, I never took it upon, you know, myself to go and seek out career services. I felt like I was a well-informed student. When I started working in the profession of student affairs and working with students, I didn't realize that, you know, career services had so much to offer. Um, I didn't know what I was missing out in an experience. And I think sometimes students don't know what they don't know. Um, you know, Matt, could you tell us, um, you know, a little bit about, um, you know, what career services can offer to students and alumni um, and take us through that journey. And this is our segment called On the Corner because this is where our, our intersecting ideas are, are coming together for the student experience. Yeah, I think for, you know, I think that the support, the resources that career services um, provides to our students, you know, across the board is, is really that roadmap. You know, it's thinking about where they are, thinking about where in that journey they might be, and the resources, the support, the mentoring, the advising, coaching that goes into it, and helping them make the best informed decision. And I think one of the unique things about Penn State is that full, full, like life cycle model. You know, it's thinking about coming in as a, a first year student um, in terms of 
providing them with the best education in terms of selecting a major, getting engaged across campus, taking on leadership opportunities, developing skills and experience, to moving on to an internship, and then you know developing that professional experience, whether it's in terms of you know full-time jobs or research or graduate school, and, and really building upon that through different you know, online and in-person resources to really help them make the best informed decision. You know, I often think of, of our work as kind of being the passenger in the car to help them with the navigation to say, hey, here are the options, here are the possibilities. You know, thinking about yourself, your self-awareness, your own experiences and background, where's the best connection points gonna be? And for a lot of students, it might be something basic in terms of, you know, developing a resume or a cover letter it can be you know, joining a club across the system, attending a career fair, whether online or in person, you know, and then establishing those alumni connections with the larger Penn State network to really you know, cultivate that and leverage that for the rest of their professional career. So I see career services as that connection that will allow them to take the maximum utilization of those experiences. Mm-hmm. So, so Matt, if I think back to my student experience, which was so many years ago, you know, I wasn't even the passenger really like in the car at that point. So kind of like, let's think about car shopping, right? So I'm the student. How do I find out if I'm, you know, a residential student or a world campus student? Where should I go if I want to see what services are available for career? Well, I think the best starting point, especially for our World Campus students, is going into Nittany Line Careers and establishing a meeting with myself and Lynn. And just starting that conversation. You know, here's where I am. Here are my concerns. Here are the opportunities in front of me. And us to just brainstorm around the possibilities around that. I think that's one of the best starting points, whether it's, you know, the, you know, looking at the Penn State Career Services website, the World Campus Career Services website. So that way you get an understanding of the menu of options that are out there. And I think that's an important place for students just to kind of gain awareness, you know, oh, what is this? How does this work? There's, there's some career counselors. What does career counseling look like? How can they best serve and assist me throughout the process? And, you know, thinking about it as a conversation instead of, you know, a, a checklist of deliverables in that sense. And, that's, and once we get going, we can formulate a game plan to best empower the student to make the best decisions. But I think that starting point is just understanding their, their interests, their concerns, the opportunities in front of them, and, you know, how do we build that bridge forward to support them? Thanks, Matt. And so, so Lynn, when I'm thinking about this experience here, right, I might get a little bit of career service experience in the classroom. So can you tell me about how I might see this pop up in my courses? Well, uh, sure. I, I absolutely would be happy to talk to you uh, about that. Jen, I wanted to kind of react to one thing you said earlier, if you don't mind, sure. before I answer that question about no how this may pop up in classes. Um, you had mentioned that you didn't really use career services as a, as a student. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a common experience. And as I work with adult learners, mm-hmm. I will often hear from people, boy, I wish I knew about yep. career services while I was in school, because this might have helped me um, you know, kind of formulate where I'm heading, um, maybe feel a little bit more confident about the searches I'm doing or, uh, you know, like job searches and all of the, the things that come with it. What, what's hard to understand is like, that's not hard to understand, but 
what is interesting or what's been interesting to me over the years in doing this is that it's almost like it's not until somebody needs it that they realize it's here. Oh, right? so true. It, it, it is. And it's like if people are like, well, I don't I don't know how to write my resume. I don't know how to find a grad school that I want to go to. I don't know what major I want to study. And sort of those questions arise. And then people are like, well, how do I figure that out? Then they sort of start looking maybe for a little bit of support and find that they've got these robust services that are available to them equal to what any student would get at Penn State, honestly. Mm -hmm. But you had mentioned the question, how would this come up in classes? Yeah. And I'm going to say that there are some um, academic majors who have really strong partnerships with us. In fact, there are assignments in some of the courses that people have. That's one way that, that we might kind of enter into. Of course, faculty members will do additional kind of things within their own specific discipline. Um, so, and what does that mean? So, so for some majors, they have to go and do a mock interview and a mock interview system that we have. For some, they have to or are offered the opportunity to have a resume reviewed or an assessment done with them to see what kind of things um, they can learn about themselves. And in, and in one case, there's some information that's directly in the system itself or in the structure itself in, in IST, for example. It built into every course, there's some career information. And it's mostly in that case because there's internships required. And that's another way that it is oftentimes embedded in classes is people will have in their academic major a required internship. And people will, students will often ask how, do I find an internship while I'm working full time? And mm -hmm. you know, how do I make how do I make this kind of thing work? And that can yep. be kind of a, but but it's really a great idea for people to do internships. It's a great way to um, build up the, your current skills and skill set to be able to bring to an employer um, the kind of current experiences that sometimes students are wondering, do I have any current experience? I'm coming back into school. Do I have experience? Or um, for that matter, it's like I'm switching careers and I need to get some experience in the field. It's a great way to do that, whether it's required or not. But but for your question in terms of like how many come up in classes, certainly internships is one of those touch points as well as assignments that, um, that different faculty members put into their um, into their classes. That's awesome. Extending that experience outside of the classroom can be so valuable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. So Lynn, we have our next segment, which is called our toolbox for success. And, you know, you were talking about building current skills. And, you know, I just think that this completely fits naturally. You know, what are some of the opportunities where students can keep building those skills? So I've heard about career days. Can you tell me about career days? Is it offered a certain time of year? Is it offered multiple times? Um, what, how might that be an experience where students could build current, uh, could be building those skills? Well, you know, when I think of career days, they think of spring career days and fall career days, which is oftentimes associated with um, fairs, career fairs, mm -hmm. which are opportunities for students to network with different employers at, at the core of it. That's really what you're doing at a mm -hmm. career fair. Yeah. And so, you know, that is an opportunity to meet employers, to interface with them. 
employers who you will network with after the event really Mm -hmm. is really kind of what it's all set up for. And so when I think of career days and world campus students, because of the pandemic, okay, so people started thinking a little bit more outside of the face-to-face box. And, um, you know, because of that, there are opportunities now, it's a little more hybrid both the and this is driven largely by the employers because the employers are kind of like, oh, we can see the benefit of virtual kind of interfacing with students, right? So I think when I think about like career fairs and people might say, well, do I need to come to Pennsylvania? Well, you can, but you don't have to necessarily because there's some virtual opportunities through that, like you mentioned, the career days kind of activities, but people should also look for in their colleges, there may be those kind of opportunities as well as um, additional tools, additional ways that you can connect with employers. Um, You started out by talking about a toolbox. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if you wanted me to say a little bit about like the skills and how people could get some skills and things like that. Yeah. I think when you mentioned networking, right, you know, um, if you would like to expand upon how valuable of a skill networking can be when it comes to going to one of these events or utilizing some of the services and Matt afterwards, if you have, if you have any tips you'd like to share that are helpful for networking, that, that would be awesome. I think our, I think anything that our listeners can pick up to add to that toolbox of, you know, whether it's programs to look for, whether it's uh, networking tips, um, I think any of that can be really helpful for our listeners. Okay, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, skills and skill building, because I mentioned, and I'm launching off a little bit from what I mentioned with internships, but um, when I'm thinking of world campus learners, the adult learners who are primarily a part of our, um, our campus, I think about people saying, how am I supposed to develop skills to get to where I want to go, either within the company I'm in or in another kind of organization. And the idea of doing an internship can be like, that's one too many things I can do. So what I will sometimes talk to students about, and this is something that I think would apply pretty broadly across academic majors, is if if you kind of have an idea of where you're going, but you, you don't quite have those skills yet, looking for opportunities in your existing workplace. So if you're employed, for example, um, and you wanted to develop technology skills or you wanted to develop leadership skills or anything that an employer might want, um, looking for those opportunities in your workplace can sometimes be a really um, fruitful activity because there may be some things that you can kind of tag on to what you're already doing. So rather than create like a whole nother experience internship, for example, um, sometimes you can build skills within where you are. The trick is always knowing what skills to build. Um, and that's kind yeah. of a moving target at some to some extent. But, and what, what I mean by that is like, as we develop in technology and, and the way that we work in, in the workplace, things change. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're constantly trying to upskill. Um, one of the ways that you can try to figure out what skills you might be trying to develop is to talk with somebody um, such as a career counselor who can individually work with you to talk about what is it that you're aiming for? What are some of those skills that maybe 
that maybe you need to develop. And it's not like I'm here knowing what all those skills are. Okay. Sometimes what we need to do as a strategy is to reach out to people who are in a particular field and say, what are the things that I really need to be adept at to be a competitive person in the workplace? And so when we talk about something like networking, I know that networking oftentimes is associated with you know, events, right? Like people mm -hmm. will talk about networking events, but it's more than that. It's actually yeah. a skill that you want to use, not just to do at a career fair, but, but also to just sort of connect with people in your field. It's a great way to um, find out about opportunities, but it's also a great method. If you're trying to figure out what kind of skills do I need to target as I'm moving in this direction, people who are already in the field can tell you, this is what's going on right now in the field and what what, what you really have to be able to, to do or talk about or what you want to highlight even on your resume as far as skills. So when we talk about networking, it can be used for a lot of different things. Um, I think it's a, a tool that is underused and I'm going to add in with this. Mm -hmm. um, networking includes LinkedIn. And I think a lot of times people um, go on LinkedIn and they make a profile and they're like, that's about where I've gotten with it. I encourage people to really go into net, um, to network into LinkedIn by joining different groups. And if you're not sure how to do that, you should definitely get in touch with a career counselor. It's probably one of the easiest ways that you can find people who are in your field um, or the field that you're aspiring to get into. Um, so when I think about you know, some of the services that we provide and, and some of the skills that people need. Um, networking is definitely one of them. And I'm going to say this with a lot of confidence, okay, because I've been doing All this right, for over a decade, okay. And I've talked to people from, I've lost count how many countries, okay. Networking works every place in the world. I'm serious. This is a tool that everybody uses mm -hmm. and it works to find out information from other people about what it is that you maybe want to do, the kind of things that people do in their jobs, you know, you can network and kind of ask people about that. Um, and certainly finding opportunities as well. I, I've been stunned by how universally used networking is across the globe. I guess yeah. we're kind of just built that way as humans, but, but definitely a tool that people can leverage um, for, for their career in so many different ways. I'll say like, there's always networking opportunities. Um, when when I used to live in the Pittsburgh area, when I started working for the university, I was flying out of Boston and I met uh, some alumni and their family in the airport. And so you just never know where this, where this happens. Mm -hmm. And so Matt, I know I had, had asked if you could kind of talk a little bit about some, some networking tips. Do you also have any kind of unique networking um, stories or, or anything that you could share with us? Well, I think it's, you know, looking at networking as a community, right? And it's really thinking about how do I turn this into a habit? How do I make this like an everyday practice? And I, like connecting with Lynn, you know, and the idea that it's everywhere, you know, when mm -hmm. my, my Penn State experience, I've had the opportunity to go to China with some of our MBA students, you know, we got to meet with alumni there and you realize how universal the Penn State experience is. And so for myself, it's, it's realizing that you know, th this is the community you're building around you. These are the professionals that are gonna help support you and help you, you know, really build upon where you wanna go. And the nice piece at Penn State is, you know, like Lynn touched upon LinkedIn, we have a, a significant population on 
LinkedIn, whether it's through World Campus or larger Penn State University-wide that we can really tap into and understand. We have other resources like LionLink and the Blue and White Society, different alumni associations, the Penn State chapters that might be in your local community. So it's a nice piece. And one of the things that's really unique about Penn State is you don't have to go far to find this, right? At many other universities, you can't. You got to kind of like find the right person and who to talk to and the gatekeeper and that. Penn State is everywhere. And that's the nice piece of, of being part of this community is that you have a significant population of people that want to support you no matter what stage you are professionally, personally, you know, what your interests are. And it, so it's a really dynamic experience. And I think when I talk to students a lot of times, you know, they, they want to reach out to somebody and they're not sure what to discuss with them or how to connect with them. And I just say something basic like, you know, figure out your shared interest. What do you have in common? What are those experiences that you can learn from and you know whether it's just an easy kind of coffee conversation or a zoom call or, or an informational interview you know look at all of these and think about how can you you know keep that momentum in building and going in terms of continuing that partnership and it needs to be genuine right and authentic that's the piece that i think builds the quality there if you can find somebody that's willing to coach mentor advise or even just share experience with you and it's authentic it's a really enriching experience if it's more transactional, right, that's where networking kind of doesn't provide as much value in the process. And, you know, looking at the different events, looking at your classes, your teams, um, your professors, your faculty, whatever, you know, always look at everybody as an opportunity to network, you know, whether it's going to office hours or you have a team meeting coming up, but you show up five minutes early just to chat with your team members, that's networking. And so it needs to be that everyday practice where you're building on this and then you'll cultivate this and you'll see the, you know, the return on investment through networking down the line. Um, but it's, you know, it needs to be that everyday practice. Well, thank you so much, Matt and Lynn. We've, we've miraculously, like this has gone so fast where we're closing, um, coming in close to our time. And, you know, I, I thank you so much for taking us into this world of utilizing career services, you know, going back to the beginning where I think about as a student, I wish I would have spent maybe five minutes of talking to somebody to expand those skills of, you know, that five minutes before class learning about somebody. Maybe I would have learned from a classmate if they were using career services. Um, so I'm, I'm so grateful for, for your time today and for our listeners, um, Matt and Lynn and some of our other colleagues will continue to join us for our podcast conversations with student affairs. And thank you both for your time today. You're most welcome. Can I add something? Sure. Just because I felt yeah. inspired to do so today. I think that one of the things that we want to keep in mind is we're, we're here to support you. It, it, it is a valuable, it would benefit you greatly, even if you're not sure what that career question is that you're having. Because mm -hmm. sometimes that's where people start. It's like, I, I just sort of have this vague idea that I, I think I need to figure this out. But that's what we're here for. That's what our services are for. We're here for you. We're here to help you um, and, and help you be successful. And if you're not sure where you're starting with it, you know, just start with the conversation like Matt mentioned earlier because we're, we're really good at helping you figure out what you're really trying to figure out I know that sounds kind of funny but but if you're kind of stuck with career you know just come and talk to us and we'll help you to to kind of sort through it great thank you so much Lynn and you know I think that's a really great final thought for us for for ending on so thank you so much you're welcome Jen here are some of our upcoming events 
Fall Career Days for Penn State students will be held Tuesday, September 21st through Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. Career Days are an opportunity to network in person or virtual with full-time recruitment, internships, and co-ops. In order to continue to provide all of our students and employers a safe and successful experience, Penn State is planning a hybrid Career Days event. Visit studentaffairs.psu.edu and click on Leadership and Career Services. Once on this page, click Career Fairs and information regarding university-wide events will populate. If you are a World Campus student and would like to learn more specifics related to opportunities available, please email careerservices at worldcampus.psu.edu. Are you a World Campus student serving within a middle management role within your company? Are you interested in learning how to incorporate inclusive leadership practices within your work setting to address inequities and increase inclusion and belonging on your team? If this fits you, consider completing the Inclusive Leadership Certificate. This certificate program will run for six weeks from mid-October through November. Watch for more details and for registration to open soon. For questions, contact Katie Marshall at KLT. 219 at psu.edu. That is Kilo Lima Tango 219 at Papa Sierra Uniform. Echo Delta Uniform. And again, KLT 219 at psu.edu. Are you looking to connect with other World Campus students? Penn State World Campus Student Affairs is pleased to host the fourth annual Student Leadership Conference September 26th through the 28th of 2021. We are excited that the conference will be returning to a high-impact in-person event to be held at the University Park campus. However, this year we are also planning to offer an expanded and robust itinerary for remote participants, which will also allow us to pivot uh, event planning should it be necessary. What can you expect from this conference? Students can expect to enhance essential skills and competencies in the pursuit of leadership excellence, specifically ethical decision-making, innovation, group dynamics, and conflict management. Other areas are understanding the importance of embracing a diverse and inclusive community. We also would like you to learn how your role as a leader at work or in your community can be applied to a role as a student leader at Penn State and in their future and life aspirations. To learn more information, please visit our website at student.worldcampus.psu.edu or email us at studentaffairs at worldcampus.psu.edu. Thank you.